Can you see all the, the happy kitbash faces in the chat? Yes. <laughs> Let's yes. go. <laughs> Welcome everyone, I am your host Warhammer Rose and this is the Round the Painting Table podcast episode 7. Um, so let's get started, shall we? Uh, we're we're going to try and keep it to a, about an hour. Uh, I'm going to try and keep it to an hour. Let's, uh, let's see how we get on. Um, so joining me tonight, as always, Falcon Lifts, uh, Kitbash Converts, and Deathstalker Paints. Um, tonight we're recording uh, live again on Twitch, um, and we've got a mixture of community-driven topics, um, which is which is really great, honestly, guys. Um, we've got a good backlog of questions, so please keep it up. Um, it really makes it a well-rounded podcast, um, and not just us rambling at you for an hour to an hour and a half. So, um, all the usual fare. What have we been working on, guys, since the last podcast? And what are you working on right now, tonight? So if you are hobbying tonight, what are you working on? So we'll, we'll start with uh, Serge. Good evening. <laughs> what have you been uh, working well... on since the last podcast, mate? Since the last podcast, I um, well, last podcast I was building Magnus, um, and since then I've completed Magnus. Um, pictures on my Instagram, uh, and this evening I'm working on the Kill Team, new edition of Kill Team, and I'm building up the Orc side of the box. And I've just built my first Commando edit. Your first Commando Orc. Commando hey. Orc. Thing. Yeah, Command Command Oak. Yeah, yeah, good Yeah, <laughs> I try. <laughs> Sweet. And are you just working through the infantry tonight then, as best you can? Yeah, I just work through the infantry, and then hopefully by next podcast I'll have them painted. Probably will. You're smashing through stuff, putting us all yeah. to shame. I- I'm only good at big things. Little things I suck at. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever your preferences. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Tom, what about yourself, dude? Um, obviously, lots of changes for you um, in, the, in the last month, but yeah, how have you been getting on? Uh, interesting, yeah. <laughs> it's been pretty good. Uh, swings around about, but um been cracking on with some personal projects. Uh, I've done some chess pieces for some commissions, which are starting in full next week. Um, so Monday, picking up a load of stuff at the weekend. Um, so we've got a 3D printed uh, D&D character to do, haven't we? Which Kitbash is going to be doing for us. And we've got the Sisters of Battle Army starting, the Blood Bowl team starting, and then we're going to be doing some MCP stuff towards the end of the month. So, um, yeah, quite a lot of stuff on the on the docket. In terms of my own personal stuff, I've been cracking on with the X-Men um, over the last few weeks here and there. Um, but I've been jumping around, you know what I'm like. Um, I've done <laughs> some Minotaur <laughs> stuff. Uh, before my game with Surge, and then I went on to some clones for a bit, so I've done more work on my clone army. I've been doing them as a batch job, so doing like, all right, today I'm going to do all of the glazes mm-hmm. or all of the driver, you know. Um, so they'll all come together-ish at the same time. But the the X-Men stuff and the Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff, I've been like trying really hard on and putting a lot of time into them. Um, and the like, cable took, like today, for example... You know, I put about five hours into cable today, and he's still not finished. Like he's finished now, but I've got to do his like kinetic shield thing, uh, which I was like, oh yeah, knock that out. Yeah, it's a lot more detailed than you think. Um, it's basically a yeah, <laughs> it looks fantastic, but it's going to take longer. So I was hoping to have Storm done as well today, so that I could then because I've got a game booked in tomorrow um, to be able to. 
have a fully painted force. Uh, but I will be likely one model down, but it's fine. Might get a bit drunk tonight, we'll see. Cool. And are you, are you doing anything right now, or are you just you just chilling out? Because I know obviously you've been streaming earlier in the day, so... Yeah, I've been streaming most of the day today. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I, I might just pop a, a couple of little bits and bobs on the on the energy shield. I've got him here. Uh, so it's quite large, as you can see. Mm. Like, whereas, like, it's bigger than Wolverine. Oh, wow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wolverine's quite a short dude, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Cable's quite a big so. model, though, isn't he, really? Like, on a larger base, yeah. stuff like that. He's a, there's a lot of detail on him. This is what, when you're initially looking at the sculpts, you're like, hmm. Well, then, there's all these grenades on him. He's got loads of little straps, which are done in yellow, and yeah. loads and loads of bits and bobs. So, yeah, uh, all non-metallic metal on him as well. So it's been quite a bit of a journey on him. Um, and I'm quite pleased with where he's at at the minute. There's probably more work to do, but you never know. Stuff, good stuff. Um, Christian, it's been a while. Um, obviously, you weren't on the last yeah. podcast. You were busy putting wood up, putting wood down, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> laying wood down. Laying yeah. wood. Um, but yeah, I, I know obviously it, it's probably been about seven months since you were last on the podcast. Um, but just, oh, yeah, just some quick cool. highlights from you and then what you're working on tonight. Um, quick highlights. Decking. I'm really good. <laughs> did all the decking, did all that, got all that done. Got uh, strangely addicted to Turnip 28 bought loads of uh, 28 millimeter historic miniatures and then chopped them all up because, you know, having too many things isn't problem enough until you're chopping them all up and then building them all again. Mm -hmm. Combining them with 3D printing uh, is what, and working a lot more on the 3D printing side of things and sort of finding the best ways to do that is uh, what I've been doing. A lot of research on it, I suppose. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so tonight I'm going to be green stuffing some pike men and some uh, arquebusiers, guys <laughs> with guns. Uh, I've got a Man on a pig to do, and then uh, potatoes. So oh, I've got a load of little horses. So yeah, I'm just going to be doing a little bit of green stuffing while uh, while we're chatting away. Uh, it's just sort of no brain, no brainer type green stuffing. So like all of these miniatures, because I've had to hack hack them to pieces to get the uh, the 3D printed bits in. All the shoulders and the the hip joints and things like that are just they're not rough hewn, but you can clearly see they're just bits that are yeah stuck together. So, um, like this guy here, he's got a little bit of green stuff collar around the top. Just some... The good thing about Turnip is that everything is scruffy, falling apart, rotting, and looks terrible. Yeah. So, you you put rough green stuffing on things, and then uh, you chuck a load of texture paint on them, and then you stick uh, the little grass tufts, grass tufts on things as well, and it covers up every single joint and and sort of bad edge that you've got and just turns it into flavor <laughs> yeah 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 definitely so uh yeah it's yeah ultimate grim dark in both creation and painting style and aesthetic it just makes it easier to um make things that wouldn't normally pass for good yeah yeah and it's probably it's probably quite a good <laughs> entry point for green stuff in as well because you've not got to be thinking yeah. oh god this has got to be really neat because it's going to be covered in dirt yeah, and exactly Kind of stuff so yeah yeah it, it is i suppose you're right with that point it's 
you can you can get away with a lot more so you can learn the skills of of how to do it i mean there's there's people out there who are making horse radishes which are giant radish radishes with horse heads so you know they, there are people making enormous walking carrots in but but not like a friendly one a very distinctly creepy world destroying style of carrot, Kill a carrot. And, and things like that and, and yeah that's the kind of thing that it's going but then like you say you can buy a box of uh pike shot infantry or, or uh any any anything pre-napoleonic warlord games sells loads of it you can buy them at goblin uh you can buy them pretty much anywhere and you get like 40 units for 15 pounds or something like that it's just you, you can make a, an entire regiment because like the whole regiment is uh it's like you get three hq units and then four units that they controlled there's like there's a, a captain they're called snobs but I, you don't need to go into the details there's uh -huh. There's one at the top and two more guys. Uh, the the main guy can control two units and the two little ones control one each. And that that's it. That's your whole regiment. That's all you're allowed to take, as it currently stands in in the uh, in the game. And then, so a a unit of of mounted cavalry is is one unit. A unit of footmen is one unit. They're different sizes, but you can't take smaller sizes of them. You can't take a five man uh, footman. You can only take twenty. So, it, uh, 12 even, not 20, yeah. but anyway, it, it's straightforward army building, straightforward gameplay rules, and uh, the rest of it's just slightly unhinged. There's some deliberate things in it that make it interesting. Like, will, rules as written, uh, rules as intended, the rules are intended to be difficult <laughs> if when you read them as they're written. So it's kind of like uh, it's done almost like um, Mordheim style, which is why I like it. Got it uh, but the the guy who's doing it is is deliberately adding as many kind of quaint, quintessential Britishness to the whole thing. So he's trying to make it as much like GW used to be in like the eighties, nineties sort of thing, where all the artists were kind of the same guys who were influencing what the rules ended up being of things. So in other words, nothing made any sense. And that's kind of the game, but more simplistic, so it kind of works. But uh, it's more about building the army than actually playing the game. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing. Chatting a lot with that, looking up things and sort of hunting down decent 3D print suppliers to make lovely 3D prints for Squidzilla Etsy shop. Definitely. Coming soon to a, to a post box near you yeah and obviously you know i've got a bit of knowledge like yourself on turnip 28 i've read a couple of articles in like miniature or gamer monthly or whatever it's called and yeah. it does look really interesting and you know, obviously yeah you've mentioned the etsy store you know we we've kind of done a bit of a soft launch with that and people have bought stuff already which is really cool and you know they're shipped and yeah, they're on the way stuff as well, exactly yeah which is really really cool um <laughs> So on, on to myself, so since the last podcast, um, you can see the hex firebox behind me, and um, that's going to be the foundations of two channel armies, crusade style armies. Um, so I've been building and painting, um, so I, pr I was priming this uh, Nemesis Dreadnought earlier, um, so I've got silver and black thumb like nails, so yeah, My Chemical Romance, eat your heart out, um, and my kind of emo thumb uh, nail polish. <laughs> Um, I did a test scheme on a librarian, like a real kind of vivid blue steel. Um, 
Zoolander uh, kind of gif now. But um, so I've been working on that. I've been magnetizing. Um, I've been cutting my fingers up from from magnetizing, drilling into my hands by mistake. Um, it's been really fun. Um, finished off the immolator. Um, glad to hear that thing's been knocking around for ages. Um, kind of dry. The last bit was dry brushing the um, the contrasted um, stained glass. So now that looks like it's got a, like a bit of lead sheen to it. Um, so it looks like stained glass now more than it did before. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just just kind of potting around doing other kind of squid related bits really as as we were saying earlier um got a couple of things on the table tonight i'm probably going to put some of the blue steel down on castell and crow um so the kind of the hq unit that has been not quite primarisified but they've redone his model um they're scaled yeah they've yeah they've, they've rescaled him but he's, gone, but he's not primaris though so don't get your hopes up um so yeah, I'm gonna put some uh, grey grey knight steel on that uh, tonight, just so we can get some uh, some layers down on there. Um, so hopefully by the end of the podcast, um, about forty minutes time, um, you'll see some uh, <laughs> progress from me. So moving on to the next uh, question. So this is a question that we had posed from us in the Discord um, from uh, the Raging Modeler. Now he said, so we all have a plastic, and I've I've embellished this on resin metal addiction. Um, you know, we, we're in the hobby for a reason. Um, uh, and he's asked, um, obviously with, with all that, and obviously Christian mentioned that he's bought a load of you know, Perry miniatures and Pike and Shot and all that kind of jazz. Um, how do we hobby without it becoming overwhelming? Um, so, you know, whether you collect just exclusively Warhammer like myself, um, or whether you branch out into different uh, game systems like uh, Tom, or whether it's just lots of different armies. How do you? Uh, and this is more tips than anything, and, it, and it's going to be a. There is no right and wrong answer. Um, how do you kind of keep it from being overwhelming? Now, for for me, I tend to go back to my hobby resolution for the year. Um, so you know, obviously at the start of the year, set my resolutions. Go, I want to do this, 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 and this. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I've I've done those things. Um, so I'll I'll try. Um, obviously, there's been a couple of things that I've gone. Oh, that's cool. I want to try that. I want to do that, and add it to that list. But I'll try and stick to those things and not have everything in eyesight. You know, stuff that I'm not going to work on is away, so it's not like yeah. tempting me, as it as it were. And I purely just kind of have out what I'm about to paint or like paint and build, whatever it might be. Um, but throw it out to you guys. Is there anything to do differently or do the same um, to try and not kind of overwhelm yourself with the hobby because it can be overwhelming at times open floor i uh, i frequently put things in the shopping basket to buy <laughs> stack it all up look at the price and go ah that's a bit too much i could probably take 20 quid off there take 20 quid off there and then look at it and go still quite a bit but if i don't put the 20 quid in then i won't have the thing so i put the 20 quid one back in and then i go in and then out and then in and then out and then uh and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and go, actually, I don't need to spend £150 on miniatures because I've still got the £150 worth of miniatures that I haven't already finished painting. So then I put it all away and then don't go back to it for another few months. And then I'll do it again. It's almost like um, window shopping. I do a lot of window shopping. I plan out everything that I'm going to do. And then after 
sort of umming hour about it, like for three or four days, I remember that I've still not finished everything and then have to go back. So I don't have any tips for not being <laughs> overwhelmed other than like, don't buy Just don't buy everything. It. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't buy, buy everything, don't... but tease yourself. Yeah. 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 You can tease yourself. Teasing's good. Don't buy things. Don't buy everything. Don't sort of, don't overreach. Don't overspend. I think, uh, Although I'm speaking from years and years of overspending all the time, and I've finally got to a point where I am not overspending, where where I uh, I'm not horribly in debt from from buying all of the things I've ever seen. Uh, I think buying a house is is one of the the trigger points for that to sort of go. Well, okay, we can't afford anything anymore. But um, it's kind of yeah, I, I just sort of have slowly but surely learned that uh, the best way not to overwhelm yourself is to not overwhelm yourself. I think, you know, like when people have uh, rooms full of boxes with things in that haven't been even touched, like yeah. still in cellophane, stuff like that, and then they go out and buy another box of something, they're kind of making a rod for their own back because if it's anything like I am, if I look at I'm not so much with miniatures, but with other things in life. If I look at like a load of work that needs to be done, and I think, right, I've got a million things to do there. I don't even know where to start, and then I can't. Uh, I, I guess little and often works as well. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had any chance to do it lately, uh, but what I did do is uh, I had the table set up, and we've said this once before, you have your hobby area set up, and you have your stuff you're working on ready, and then you can just jump into it when when you want to. I mean, uh, at the moment, my hobby area has moved to this little grey tray uh, with all my turnip stuff on, <laughs> uh, which floats around because I keep having, I keep doing I'm doing more 3D printing stuff at the moment than I am doing hobby things, so I kind of have to keep shifting it back and two. But um, I have a few plans to increase my hobby area capacity. Uh, at which point then I will be back to having an area where I'm doing painting and building and then the 3D printing can live in its own little space without making life a problem. But, uh, yeah, so that's my Good. advice, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> my more... anecdotal evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things for me is uh, to paint what excites you. So I, I probably I probably fall into one of these people that Christian was just talking about because I've just got piles of stuff and I keep looking at stuff and going, that's really cool, I'm going to buy that. So I buy it and it sits in a pile of all the other stuff. Is that why that black screen's there? That, that's why the black <laughs> screen's there because this this covers half my pile of shade. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I tend to do is I do flit about between the different armies. And I get really excited about something, so... I absolutely hammered Magnus because I was excited about it. Ruler cool. I was excited. I wanted to learn some new techniques. So that that's what motivates me. Where at other times in the past two and a half years, three years since I started this hobby, I've just gone, oh my God, I've got so much stuff to do. Where do I start? I've bought 2,000 points of an army. I've got 60 infantrymen to paint. What do I do? You, you know, and, and you just sit there and you do nothing is what you end up doing. Yeah. So So for me... I set myself goals. I don't try and get too bogged down with, um, you know, oh, I've got 2,000 points. I go, no, there's there's a badass tank that I want to paint. I'm going to paint that. Get get myself excited about it. Sets, like I say, set some goals. So obviously if you've got, um, 
you know, arrange a game with somebody and say, right, in four weeks' time, I'm going to play a 500-point list with you. Do your 500-point list. Paint your 500-point list. You know you've got an end goal. Get on with it. Get it done. That's it. And you, you stop yourself from getting bogged down by having that motivation. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Yeah. That sort of resonates with me quite a bit as well, uh, I would definitely say. I've said it before, I, I tend to be inspired by what I've got coming up. Um, but then sometimes for me, like a project will grip me where I'm just completely fixated on it. Um like in a minute for me it's Marvel Crisis Protocol and I've what I've done is I've gone into the Facebook groups I've organised a game for myself and I've gone right I'm going to get this done I'm feeling excited I've been reading the rules I've been looking it up online not necessarily been watching bat reports this time round I've just been painting um, well, whereas normally if I'm getting excited about a project I'll be battle report bat report um, but this time round I'm just like I'm just going to get what I want done as much as I can, as fast as I can. Um, but I decided to do like putting my best work with this project, so it's been taking far longer than you, you know. It surprises you <laughs> when you start trying to like layer everything up with thin layers and things like that. But um, yeah, like I've got a pile of shame. You know, there's a massive shelf up here on the left. That whole thing's full of. That's got army cases, army cases. Half of that's unpainted. You know, so it's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in here that's embarrassing, but like, it doesn't bother me because at the minute it's put away. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jono's saying, I mean, it's not it's in sight, but it's yeah, you know, it, it's away somewhere, it has a place, and I'll be like, oh, am I in the future there? Fancy building them a little bit, and I tend to jump around a little bit when I feel like when I feel like it, and that just helps me a keep out of burn, and b you know that hobby burnout. Um. Yeah, um, but chipping away at it, doing a little bit every day if you can, um, is a massive one. Um, I know that I remember when Greenskull um, was talking about this when he had he was trying to do thirty minutes a day, and he did achieve that um, for a while. You know, and he got a surprising amount done. So, you know, even if you have had a, a crap day and you just want to like watch, put a bit of telly on and get in bed. You know, you can quite happily just do that, can't you? And just do 30 minutes. You know, yeah, yeah. Do some building. Don't want to paint, do a bit of building. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think also having, and it's a combination of what Christian said and I guess what I'm going to say now is like having kind of your hobby space or your hobby things readily available to kind of, if you're going to do 30 minutes a day, you don't want to spend 10 minutes of that getting paints out where was that model you know kind of make sure you have you know even if it's just five paints to hand and your wet palette brush you know that you can just kind of quickly grab you know if it's got to be if it's got to be tidy the way you know we we all live in different houses with different you know rules you know we're we're all human at the end of the day um but you know if you've got that dedicated hobby space you know have have kind of just something out there to like maybe just kind of grab your eye and go oh yeah i'm gonna i might do an hour tonight you know things are a little bit different and you just kind of get away and kind of just chip away at it like that. Um, a friend, like a friend of ours and a friend of the community, um, Gareth, he he got into a point where he had some Tyranids on the go, he had some Tau on the go, he had some Grey Knights on the go and they were all out on his table. Oh, man. And he was like, I just don't want to paint. And I was like, why? He's like, I just, 
I sit down on that table and I just don't know where to start. And I was like, well, that's your problem instantly. I was like, you, you've got like analysis paralysis. It's like, there are so many projects on the mm. go. What do I start first? You know, do I do a troop? Do I do a HQ? Is it a tower? Is it a Tyranid? You know, Tyranids aren't, you know, small armies. They can be, but you know, typically they are multi-model armies. Um, so I said to him, I said, just pick one. Yeah, which one it is pick one put the rest away like just whether it's in boxes underneath the desk or just away and then out of what you've got there just pick a unit or two and just work on them get them done great put them to one side you you see that as an accomplishment grab the next one and, and you know carry on until either you're satisfied you've got your list and you can go and play that game in four weeks time or you pay them all and then do whatever you want with them. um Very sensible. Yeah, and he did that, and he, you know, he slowly, you know, with a little bit of nudging from me, um, you know, kind of getting on them. So, you know, it does help. Um, and having a good community obviously helps you uh, with that overwhelming as well. If you're you know, having a game or if you're like, right, we're going to work on this, um, you know, and kind of have a bit of a hangout, watch a stream, video. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, jumping our hobby hangout if you've got our Discord. Yeah, that's it. You know, the D Discord is there for anyone who's in the Discord. You know, if you want to jump into the Hobby Hangout, feel free. Um, you know, if if we're free, we'll jump in, or if anyone else is free, you know, just just get to know people, just kind of chat while you paint and build and that kind of good stuff. Um, I think we all started this on painting better together. You know, yeah. Motivating each other. Yeah. Um, cool. So we got we we've probably covered, unless anyone's gonna say. We didn't quite cover it. Um, so Quill Paints um, was um, saying, how do you avoid that hobby burnout? Now, I know it's probably a little bit around the overwhelming, um, but has anyone got anything different around how you avoid that hobby burnout? So, for an example, say you've got a got a game coming up. Your time is of the essence. How do you avoid that burnout? Possible. Don't play a horde army. Let's <laughs> play knights. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a legit way of avoiding burnout. Like I would, I could, I'd struggle through an army of orcs. Tell you, yeah. Some contrast. I, I have right. the same advice, but then I play admech and undead. So and both are now horde armies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> undead always has been, and admech somehow is now a horde army. <laughs> yeah, it's oh yeah. It went from um, requiring a load of cattle from breaches to now requiring your body weight's worth of rangers. It's like great, right, okay. I did not want to paint hundreds of thousands of rangers. No. Well, not hundreds of thousands, but you know what I mean. Too many to well, be that's enjoyable. Hard, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but I I um I'm not really meta chasing when I do things, so I'm not gonna be making that many rangers. I'll still play MSU or something like that, so I'll have like five man squads and, and just sort of maybe one big squad. I don't know, but it, I'll I'll figure it out. Uh I, my my advice is much like my other one. Uh, this mainly comes from playing games because I used to be more into well. I did this and then I was like doing computer games for ages, and what I found there with the community in general, especially the ones that I played games with, because they were a lot of uh, hardcore gamers, I suppose is what you'd say, and they had a habit of like, oh, this new game's coming out, and they'll jump on it and they'll do literally the entire thing 48 hours job done but like 48 hours solid 
And then they'll get to the end and go, oh, no, it's boring now. What am I going to do with it? And then they bugger off and leave. And it's kind of the same, I find, like, if you put a time constraint on yourself that's like, I need this done now, and you spend every waking moment building and painting that army so that it is ready for an event or a game that you're playing the week after you've bought it or something like that, you're going to completely burn out on that. Same with painting a horde army, like you said. If, if you're like going, I've got to paint this 40-man strong unit of orcs because now I'm an orc player, then uh, you're not going to be able to do it anytime soon. Whereas if you're playing the army you've always played, that you've always had, that you've had for 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, however long, most of your units are already there. Even if it's taken you that long to paint every single one, a new unit comes out, you're only painting it Oh, unless you're playing Marines and you've now got every single bloody Primaris unit under the sun. <laughs> that still isn't painted yet because you've decided to convert them all. But other than things like that, uh, yeah. Like with this lot, I bought all of it and then um, I've painted a grand total of two of the miniatures, but I've built a load of them. So I'm just kind of... I'm I'm batch each parting it, but not in any kind of time frame that makes me not want to do it. So I look at them and go, oh, I want to do these guys today. So like right now I'm just putting shawls on all of my pikemen. And then I may do it for the ones with the guns, or I'll do this guy's legs instead. And, mm. you know, I'll flip back and two between things. So it's kind of um, converse to the how do you not get overwhelmed thing. Yeah, I have four or five different projects on the go. But I've always had four or five different projects on the go. And it's kind of like, I do it so then I can go, oh, I want to do some of this one today. Oh, I want to do some of this one. Oh, so like, all of my uh, Cyber Slayers are all primed, ready to go. So if I get bored of this, I'll just go put them over there, get the Cyber Slayers, start painting some orange and white. Oh, I'm bored of that now, put that over there, get my Space Wolves in, do some fur bits, you know, keep swapping them back and too, sort of keeping it fresh by having the option to do different things. But, uh, yeah, board army is definitely not a good way <laughs> to reduce stress. Yeah, to jump into what you're saying there, Christian, I mean, one of the things mistakes I made when I first started was I bought a load of Death Watch, I built them all, and then I had them all needing to paint them. And you, you can burn yourself out by only having one task to do. You know, I've, I've got a mountain of stuff to build. So you can burn yourself just out on the building process where you don't want to look at a scalpel or a clippers again sort of thing. So the way I kind of manage it these days is I, I tend to build something I'm excited about or something I know I desperately need for my armies so that if I wanted to play a smaller points game, I'd have what I needed. Build that and then paint it. And then go back to building something and then go back to painting it. And then if I start to feel burnt out, I might go do something completely different, maybe a terrain piece or a different army or a different project. And ju just by keeping that variation, by not just having like a desert of the same thing going on, you you're not, you know, you're not burning yourself out. You've got something that you can kind of go, right, I've had enough painting now. I'm going to, I'm going to have a change of pace. I'm going to stick some streams on while I just kind of mindlessly build things in the background. Or, you know, whatever suits, for, for whatever reason you're doing it, whether you are in a big rush or it's just a long, slow burn army, but it's it's just a way of managing yourself so that you're not just doing the same thing over and over. 
yeah, definitely. And I, I agree with that. Like I've, um, so at time of recording, we're probably less than about 16 days away from me going to a tournament with four of the guys from the community. Um, and obviously, you know, Space Marine Army. So I've already had a lot of these Space Marines already, but I did add to the collection. You know, I added some Eradicators, some Heavy Intercessors. So I had stuff to paint. Um, and we got to a point where I've done it now. It, it's set up there. I've got my list. It's all printed out, got all my stuff. Just need to do some practice games now. And a couple of other guys are done and kind of all kind of getting to that point now where we're just doing the finishing touches. But there's a couple of guys who are like, yeah, we've had nine months basically to uh, to get to this point, and they're just like, yeah, I should probably uh, I should probably think about finishing it. And it's like, you've had all this time, um, so like they're having to burn out by doing like five-hour sessions to just like smash out a Death Guard army um, or a Thousand Suns army because you know things have changed or they've like left it till the last minute or maybe didn't understand the scope of the project. Um, so yeah, I'm like trying to like, yeah, and they were like, oh, it's fine, last minute, I was like, I was like, one or two things are going to happen, either you're going to be painting up until 7am the morning of, you know, you've been up all night painting, you'll have got it all painted, you know, air dryer on the technical paint, trying to get the bases dry, thrown in the car and we'll go straight to the event, or, you know, you won't get it done in time, and then from a tournament point of view, those models will be taken off the table and you'll lose those 10 points per game. So it's like leaving 30 points on the table, basically. Um, playing those rules. Well, that's it. Yeah, you're playing match play. That That is the, the ninth edition way now um, for match play. So they've said that they'll get it done. And I was like, well, it's, it's your point at the end of the day. But, you know, it'd be cool for you to have a finished 2K army that you can take some photos of. I can take some photos of. Share, all that kind of stuff. So... Fingers crossed they get there, and I'm sure they will. Um, it's just like touch and go <laughs> for them, I think. Next podcast, hopefully you'll give us a bit of a roundup of your tournament. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to try and do some Instagram live videos on the day as well. Um, so that's on the 19th, Sunday the 19th. So I kind of put that for that. Um, I think we've, we've probably, again, we're probably going to cover a lot of topics that we've got for the day already, which is great. There's not me going, and now this one, and now this one. Um but Quill's also asked about batch painting. Um, do you do batch painting or do you paint them one at a time? Um, and if so, why? Um, so for me, like, although it's really boring, I love batch painting ultramarines, <laughs> like intercessors, um, heavy intercessors. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's quite soothing for me. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's five. I wouldn't. Home syndrome? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But for for me, I I prefer if, like like what I did here. I had twelve eradicators. I had fifteen heavy intercessors. I split them into the groups that they were going to be in. So four eradicators per squad, five per heavy intercessor. Just paint them in that batch, because you know. And and it would be when we talk about batch painting as opposed to one at a time. All primed, then it'd be like okay, blue, 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 blue. There's five all base all base painted in there blue. Let's do all the trims. Let's do all the gold. One, two, three, four, five. You know, literally in a kind of a conveyor belt of getting them done, rather than going, "There's one, All right, cool, now on to the next one." Just because it was just easier to kind of have those paints um, on the palette and just working with those paints at the same time. Um, but that's me, uh, and uh, you know, base marines are pretty easy. But what about you guys who who have have maybe some different techniques or takes on that? 
I've, I've done two different things since I started. So I typically build things in squads these days, whether it's a five-man squad or a ten-man squad. Um, but if it's a character, then it'll, that'll always be just done as a single unit because I'm probably spending that little bit more time on it. Squads, like you say, it's easy, and you just do the same thing in a sequence. So, you know, you've got faces to paint, you paint five faces, and then you do five loads of highlights, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I did batch paint uh, six uh, ten-man squads for Imperial Guard, but I did them simultaneously, so I did 60 guys at the same time, and I just did 60 pairs of boots 60, you know, Laz rifles. Yeah. And I just did it like that. I did them all on the sprue. It was a complete nightmare. It was a complete pain in the arse. Um, and to be honest, you has kind of put me off doing troops uh, ever since. And that was about two years ago. Yeah. Because um, I just, because I just spent about three weeks every night just painting 60 guardsmen all at one yeah. time. Um, you know, 60 bases to do all at one time. Um, so yeah, it was quite monotonous, but I was quite proud when you know the 60th man went on his base and then all of a sudden they're all there you know you're not having to start the process from scratch six times with yeah. 10 squad so that was cool but that was something that definitely burnt me out mm. um and, and i don't think that burnout actually left me in terms of doing large uh, you know batching yeah these yeah. days um so yeah that, that, that's the way i tend to do things i don't do the massive batches anymore but i break it down into squads characters or vehicles are always a single model done one at a time and that just makes it a little bit more manageable doing it that way cool, cool what, you, what about you tom i know you probably have a little bit of it i'll never go never go <laughs> you'll never need to paint another garden because you've got 60 you know you never need more than 60. <laughs> Until the meta comes to have like squads of 30 or something. Oh, Jesus. It was only because I wanted to take uh, a brigade. So you needed six troop troop choices as well as, you know, like three HQs. It was eighth edition. Three of everything then, isn't it? And then six troops, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I I took a brigade for uh, a thousand points. Just for the lols. Just because he could as an Imperial Guardsman. Yeah, I've looked. I've looked at trying to take a brigade in Space Marines, and it's just it gets way too expensive. Sure, absolutely, and that's even if you're breaking it down into five-man squads. Absolutely. So yeah, it's either too expensive, or you just end up with this completely ineffective army. Mm. Yeah, you just it, loads of scouts, which are just not that great anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I know Tom, like you, you mentioned on the streams, like quite a lot around your philosophy for lack of a better term around uh like approaching a project with like painting like a squad and then you know, treating yourself as in your yeah. words um if you want to expand well, a little bit on big, that you know if you've got a massive army on the table you've got to get 2k points so i've just taken on like a big sisters army uh commission and i'm going to be doing that um breaking it up into parts like john has just said so I've done it before with my minotaurs and um, with building stuff as well with a few other armies in the past. And I have, and like painting my Breton, for example, I'd paint, paint like a unit of knights, then paint a unit of infantry. It turns out I actually really enjoyed painting the infantry, so they were the treat. 
Um, <laughs> so, but it was painting the block of something that you find tedious, then treating yourself to a character because uh, that really like shifts it or paint a tank. You know, do them in in squads because then you can block your time out. So you can go right. I know it's going to take me two days to paint an entire ten man squad, for example, or uh, take you a day to paint a tank. You know, depending on the hours you set aside for it. So you can do that to really help keep your eyes fresh um, and always have something on the side that's vastly different to what you're doing. That's a different paint scheme altogether. So, for example, the Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. You're cracking through a load of black and gold and red, let's say our Martin Lady, and then you go, right, I'm going to paint some, paint the Hulk. I'm going to paint something green and yellow and and, and purple. You know, something that's vastly different. Um, you know, that does freshen up your palette. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does mean you've got to have um, more things at hand on your desk at a time. Um, of course it does, but, you know, having that there... And I know Green School was doing this as well. I mentioned him again because, you know, he would have mentioned this. Is he had like a little hobby box thing yeah. um, where you would do a little bit of a hobby box and have that on the table at all times. Um, have your little go-to thing to help freshen your palate. Um, and then again, like something that's fun to you, like something that's not rep- repetitive in nature. Like if you're already doing a batch paint, that's already repetitive. So if you're going to jump in and do something that doesn't require a lot of repetition, so it's something like uh, doing a bit of uh, airbrushing that turns into a bit of blending, it's like a one-time thing, you do a mix of paints on your palette, you have a bit of fun with that, you paint it out, it comes out uh, fresh and unique um, using different colours. You know, I I can promise you like it works for me and it, it really helps you see see the wood despite the trees um, <laughs> <laughs> usually with a big giant green monster yeah uh, <laughs> awesome so. i know i like it yeah um yeah. go on christian i so i was gonna agree with tom with that one i i, I sort of agree uh not agree. well yeah i agree i have the same sort of thing uh kingdom death miniatures grab a yeah. couple of them when i can and uh uh, the 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 only green stuffing I do on them is to repair bits of resin that I've accidentally snapped off or cut off when trimming it, uh, making sure it's nice and neat. Uh, so it's not quite the same with the painting. I I, uh, I love my children equally. Uh, I uh, paint all my miniatures because I enjoy painting them. But it's it's like Tom said, it, it's kind of ironic that um, the solutions to each of these questions seems to be the problem that the one question is asking about. Like, how do you not get overwhelmed? Don't have too much stuff. How do you get not get bored of painting? Have too much stuff. <laughs> so, like I said before, I've got my Admech stuff, I've got the Turnip stuff, I've got my Space Walls, I've got my Undead. All of them are... Although I found that at first that when I started painting them, I tended to seem to paint them all the same... basically the same colours. Sort of red and brown. All the Admech was red. The Space Walls were brown. Uh, and and then I did them with a red arm, and then my undead are black and red because they're vampires, aren't they? And I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of red going on here. So then I took a break from all that and painted the Kingdom Death miniature, and and she's uh, yellow, a lot of pink because she's, she's basically naked, um, uh, and uh, there's blues on there, uh, and it's sort of like 
I went after I painted the yellow, I'm like, I'm really happy with that yellow color. And then I did a few of the uh, character models and big ginger beards and all of this sort of stuff. I'm like, actually, I'm really liking. So then I went back to the drawing board and having painted the other bits that I wasn't going to mess with, I was just doing like box art colors and stuff like that, kind of opened my eyes to doing it differently. So then when I went back to the Admech stuff, I went, no, I'm not going to do red. And I picked sort of beige and orange. And I'm doing them quite grungy. And nothing else I've got is is beige and orange. Uh, these guys I'm doing are green. Uh, they're kind of a putrid green, sort of the same sort of colours you'd paint uh, Nurgle stuff. Uh, and sludgy brown, but that's because it's texture paint and it is brown already. Space wolves are brown and red, and then the undead are kind of a grey and red colour, but, you know, that I'm willing to make that sacrifice <laughs> with it. So sort of, um, yeah, making sure you're not, not getting trapped in having a limited color palette, I think, is something that helps. So, like, like Tom said, having a uh, something to, yeah, yeah, just so your brain doesn't get stuck in, like I did, I got stuck in red, everything is red, and it, and even though I added other colors to them, everything was red. And I, it was only when I stepped away from it all and had a look, I went, yeah, that's too much red, I'm gonna run out of red very quickly if everything I paint is red, so uh. Yeah, so um, just sort of going through, just having fun. It's always important to have fun, have really. Fun, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my my thing with uh, with me, like because I paint so, like because I don't paint very often because I'm too busy building things and converting them. My uh, palette cleanser, my treat, my um, easy day, I suppose. It's cheat days, I suppose, is what we're looking for here. It's like being on a diet. Um, is is building something or painting something that doesn't need any converting. Okay, okay, no. Everything doesn't need converting, but something that I'm not converting myself. So that's why the Kingdom Death stuff. I'm just building them out of the box. Building box art. Uh, Infinity. That's just built exactly as the box. There's no way I'm cutting up metal stuff. I had enough of that as a kid. I'm never doing it again. Too many pairs of snippers I went through just completely knackering them, chopping up things. So, like, Infinity stuff, all right, I don't always do it box art, but it is just build it, fill in the gaps, paint. Build it, fill in the gaps, paint is kind of like a, a treat for me because I don't have to spend ages doing green stuffing and I don't need to sort of do all of the planning and, and the figuring out stuff. Yeah. Um I've also just remembered that I've got all of the Eldar stuff for the other channel army that needs to be converted and built as well. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, yeah. Uh, I did, um, Warcry. I've got a Warcry Iron, uh, Iron The, whatever the Iron ones are called. Them guys. Yeah. Uh, is it Iron Golems or something? Iron Golems. And you painted them red, didn't you? Yeah. I did paint them red. <laughs> it was only afterwards I thought oh, I probably should have done these green, but then they would have looked like these. But yes, I did. I painted them red. But that's what the box art is. But I didn't. I only converted a single miniature on there, um, purely because of all of the recommendations of how to do it. Never played the game of Warcry in my life, so I've got a Warcry uh, team which we can stick on a giveaway or something, I suppose. But um, yeah, and again, I go onto the shop. I put things in. I have a look at future things I can make and then think yeah when you finished all this you can make that thing so uh, yeah quite a lot more um, 
Dark Souls inspired miniatures going yeah. along in my head, I think. But uh, yeah, I think it's, I am agreeing with pretty much everyone, really. The have, <laughs> have a have a treat, have a relaxing cheat day on yeah. what you're doing so you don't get stuck. Oh, I did watch a thing where it was all about studying. Uh, and, and and it's uh, more or less, it's, it's a period of concentration, isn't it? And it was uh, basically the guy was saying that if you do half an hour of solid work and then take a five minute break, and then that five minute break will refresh you back to 100%. You don't have to do half an hour of work and then half an hour of uh, rest. It, it, it's half an hour, five minutes, half an hour, five minutes. And you'll find that your productivity goes down, back up, down, back up, down, back up. Whereas if you take half an hour and then half an hour, by the time you come back to it, your productivity has then dropped because you, you've then got to get back into the swing of things. And so periodic breaks have a cup of tea have a, a drink of water a little snack whatever listen to a bit of music just time doing not what you were doing before uh, and it'll probably uh kick you back to where you're supposed to be i yeah, suppose just have a little walk around yeah yeah it does help uh, yeah. it does help cool um so the, the the synopsis from from those kind of couple of questions is buy more stuff of what you like but hide it away so it doesn't overwhelm you and you've got to paint it or build it. Um, <laughs> d do more of what you love, basically, and take more breaks um, also. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're kind of coming up to the kind of the last kind of five, ten minutes of the, the podcast this evening. Um, so juggle a couple of questions around. So I want to talk about, and it's, it's probably a bit, bit kind of topical, and we'll try not to take any further than we need to with this topic. But um, So I've recently subscribed to Warhammer Plus, um so i have uh only today <laughs> so i've had it for about hour well since it came out um today i watched the first episode of the uh, blood angels um series i can't even remember what it's called blood and blood yeah. angels of death yeah angels of death i'd say so i've watched episode one and i Really impressed, obviously, from all the, the kind of the trailers, all that kind of jazz. Really impressed. But Warhammer Plus in general, so I knew it was never going to be all singing, all dancing, out the gate. I knew it was never going to be potentially like everything everyone ever ever wished for you know, out of the gate. So, um, you know, obviously, it's a subscription-based service. Um, I've opted for the Vindicare because why would you not? Because um, he looks awesome, or she looks awesome. Don't know if there's a gender attached. Um, but at the minute, there is a kind of uh, the kind of Citadel Colors Masterclass. It's got a couple of tutorials, and those are kind of being increased on. Two battle reports on there. There's like Necrons versus Ultramarines versus Blood Angels on there. Um, so then they're then going to add lots of different things. There's like learns to play uh, for all the different games that they do. So Sigmar, Warcry, um, Blood Bowl, Necromunda, all that kind of jazz on there. So. I think at the end of it, so in twelve months' time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this up, um, and you know, probably just comment on it as we go on through the year. Um, I I think I'll kind of get the value for money that I receive out of it. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of different kind of animations that are gonna come up. Um, obviously the Astartes guy. Um, I wish I knew his name, but he's known as the Astartes guy. Obviously Warhammer, <laughs> basically went doing some really good stuff. Come and do that for us. Um, and you know, hopefully that happens to other creators out there because there's other stuff that's out there that is 
is, I guess, kind of allowed to kind of just exist for now. Um, obviously, the controversial point being that GW seems to be tightening the uh, the kind of the screw on different creators, and you know it can kind of get a bit messy. And obviously, we won't go into it this evening. But feel free, you know, if you've got any comments, um, keep them positive, and hopefully, you know, we can have a good discussion about that, or even in Discord. But um, yeah, I yeah, life is turning into a subscription service. You know, uh, for me, you know, it's Netflix, it's Amazon, it's I've even got Apple TV because there was a series on there that we wanted to watch, and I now need to go and cancel that now because there's nothing else on there that I want to watch. <laughs> um, you know, Warhammer Plus is another one. Um, you know, even even down to Imperium, the magazine. So I haven't opted into that, but I have got the first issue um, because a friend of mine picked that up for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one, Warhammer Plus. Some people are going to hate it, some people are going to love it. Um, it all kind of depends. And we talked about this a little bit on stream. I think on was it Thursday, Tom, or was it last week? Maybe we were talking about subscription services and kind of if you yeah. could only have one and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I no, think it was in the day. It was last week, yeah. Talking about it, and people were having a, you know, what would be your preference if you yeah. did, and it's just quite interesting. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm at the impasse where I want to drop a lot of them, um, mm -hmm. a lot of subscription services because not all of them are needed. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I for one won't be subscribing to Warhammer Plus. Um, just I don't think I'll I'll watch it because I'm not watching Disney Plus. So I've got loads of stuff to catch up on there. I'll always keep Netflix because there's loads of stuff that me and the wife rewatch, you know. Hmm. Um, hmm. and I pay for Amazon Prime and stuff like that. So for me, Warhammer Plus, like yeah, okay, these animated series might be really cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't like what it's not enough doing. I don't like the direction that they're pushing, um, and what they're doing to some content creators as well. So, uh, I, for me, it's, I'm not going to support it. Um, I remember reading a thing that said about <laughs> White Dwarfs on there. Yes. Is it just the back catalogue of White Dwarfs, or <laughs> does all the do all the new ones appear? It's like old stuff. Yeah, it's. It, isn't it back catalogue with an asterisk though? Wasn't it just, unless I've read it wrong, my assumption was it was like the last twelve months worth back catalogue, then a future to up update the and upload the very like the very back catalogue if that makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, okay. If 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 Warhammer Plus included uh, that also included a White Dwarf magazine every month as well. Even if there's an option, oh, and it's an extra quid, and you can have a white dwarf as well, mm. then the the value starts coming because the apps are also on it as well, aren't they? So that's if right. You're paying yeah. for, I, I pay for Azir, the Age of Sigma yeah. version. Like uh, a quid, isn't it? I don't pay for the forty k one because that was dog shy, so yeah. I didn't pay for that. Um, <laughs> what do we now have to we'll pay for? We'll we'll that to get access to those apps. I don't think so, but I think if you have the Warhammer Plus, you don't have to pay for the apps yeah. as well. It's like a, a one subscription for all. But saying like with the White Dwarf, it's all all well and fair saying, yeah, you can access the back catalogue of them. I've got a box full of them down there, and you know, part of me wants to read them, but at the same time, I don't really have any reason to read them. Like, if I remember something, oh, I remember that, that was in 
or White Dwarf episode number 362. Yeah. I've probably got it in the box, and I can go and get it all. I don't remember that. Anything I need is someone's got online. It's like all the Mordheim stuff. I know I harp on about that, but there was a lot of like uh, extra uh, what do you want to call them? Extra teams put in Uh in White Dwarfs. Well, all of them are on the the Broheim website, so I don't need to get them out. Any old pictures that were good, they'll be on like the Golden Demon Compendium and all that sort of thing. The only one picture I ever really want to look at is the uh, Green Knight from one of the really, really old, like, Golden Demon uh, Games Day things. And that's online as well. I've already seen it, so I don't need to go and look for it. So it's kind of giving all the old stuff kind of pointless. If it gave you the month before the newest one, and then the next month afterwards gave you that one, so you kind Mm. of, like, you don't instantly get access to it, but you get it, it the month after It'd be value for money, I suppose. Then you don't have to be buying them, and you're going to get them the day. Whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But it's four, it's like, four ninety nine. Prime things like that, you, you get you get better value for money out of stuff. So. Yeah. I've subscribed yeah. to it. I've watched all the animation, um, all the angels of death. I've watched all the, you know, the more cartoony anime style stuff, yeah. which I enjoyed. Uh, all Bayley was really cool, um, and for me, just like. Not to delve into controversy too much, but the simple fact of the matter is I'm supporting Games Workshop, whether I approve of their business practice or not, by the fact that I'm spending fucking hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds over the years buying fucking plastic. So whether I spend £5 a month on an app or I spend, you know, whatever on some models, they're in regardless. Um and from that point of view, I just kind of think, yeah, I, I don't approve. They've probably got a reason that they can justify it. It's not great, but, you know, are we still going to buy it? Are we all, you know, plastic crack addicts? Are we going to buy the next edition of 40K? Are we going to buy Sigma models? Well, most of us are probably going to say yes. We're not going to turn away from the hobby just because we don't like one particular aspect of their business practices. So hobby's expansive, so it's... Yeah, yeah, and it depends. And it depends what you want. Your Games Workshop link is on. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't get me wrong. Was in the in the in the in the toilet four years ago, five years ago. You wouldn't really be bothered because forty k was like it was crap. Seventh edition was crap. So you would have, you know, if you got into the hobby then, you would have been coming and playing Infinity or. Yeah, yeah, and 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 obviously it it depends. Like you know, like how of you guys and the newest player. So I've only got a quite a limited time slot to base my judgments on compared to somebody who's been playing since four or you know whatever edition you started at. Um, second Christian, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just my view on it. I suppose yeah. in their mind, you know, if you like forty k, if you like the law, um, it's another way of consuming it. Um, that's it, and, and that's where it is for me. I'm reading the books. I can't read all the books that I want to read at the same time, so picking up snippets of lore in an animated series or whatever is cool for me. Um, yeah, the apps, I think, are rubbish. Even a year on, I still don't bother using uh, the 40K app because we... Battlescribe. <laughs> it does what you exactly. need it to do. It's constantly updated. It works. It's proven to work. It's like the standard. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's great, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to turn away now if you know what i mean i'm too i'm too heavily invested in my addiction 
and very similar. I, I started at 8th edition, you know, kind of right at the start of 8th edition, so like 2017. So very kind of green, I guess, like Surge. So not not maybe necessarily jaded of, you know, the, the old Warhammer where it was like you'd wait two years for an FAQ if you were lucky. Uh, you know, it is very, it's very different now. I understand there's a massive divide. Um, you know, people will vote with their wallet, you know, if they feel strongly enough about something. Um, you know, we saw it with the, the kind of the Twitch walkout, you know, if you feel strongly about a cause, you know, you will kind of get there. I think for me, I'm still undecided with where I am, but, you know, they provide me, you know, countless hours of joy. Yes, I've probably paid them probably a lot of money to, to do that, but, uh, you know, it, it, that, that, I guess that's where I want to kind of put my money in. Obviously, you know, I search that if somewhere where I can kind of get more Games Workshop content, whether it's you know, tutorials or, um, you know, battle reports or, uh, you know, original animations, which, you know, something that wasn't there before. Yeah, give it a go, you know. I suppose, I suppose one thing that you'd have to consider as well, which, um, which is unfortunate and it's not their fault, but the people who work for Games Workshop who are on the community teams, all that sort of thing. So uh, you've got Peachy, you've got Louise, who are doing all of that now. Uh, they've been there for ages. Peachy is, is, was working with Duncan for a while, and, and then uh, they brought Louise in to basically replace Peachy. Peachy's replaced Duncan, however it's worked. It's done it like that, hasn't yeah. it? And uh, Louise is a fantastic painter. She's been in the team for ages doing that. She draws a lot of the maps and stuff like that as well. Um, but if, if for instance, no one went for Warhammer Plus and they all all did a, uh, you know, like boycotted the entire thing, we're not doing it because of the way you treat your employees. Well, all those employees on the Warhammer community team will then get fired eventually, won't they? Because they're not getting any money and they're not bringing any money and they're not good enough to be on it because no one wants to, because no one wants to ignore the other problems from Games Workshop to do that. So uh, moral dilemma, yeah, they don't treat people nice, but, you know. I, I suppose yeah. it's a wider where, where issue. Do do? Where, where do you go with it from there? It's kind of a it's tricky, a wider issue, tricky yeah. situation, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's the Pandora's box, this question, isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those but things. Yeah. Where, 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 like you say, it is a Pandora's box because if you're going to start scrutinizing your hobby to this extent, which is fine, if you want to do that, I don't have a problem with anyone doing that. But if you're buying from Amazon, you're supporting their business practices. You know, you know, if you're buying computer games, you're supporting all the crunch issues. Yeah. You, you know, you're supporting Blizzard with their shite going on. It, it, to be honest with you, it doesn't really matter where you point the finger these days. You're going to find something wrong, and if you didn't. If you stop supporting everything that you found an issue with, you'd be left with nothing because there'll always be something wrong somewhere. It, it's just my kind of worldview at the moment. It's like, yeah, I, I want work, warehouse uh, workers to be paid a fair wage. Am I going to stop using Amazon? Probably not because I pay for Prime. I buy their products. I like next day delivery. It's convenient. It's the modern world. Switch. Which is owned by Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You, you know, you, you know what I mean. So, so, so try throwing a stone and not hitting something wrong is all I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on that yeah, bombshell. Very true. <laughs> on that bombshell, yeah. Uh, no use crying over spilt non-oil. What we say. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Although you might do inside. So yeah, I guess we didn't want to get into it, but you know, it, it's very difficult, as you know. You know, things are very. You know, it gets people heated up. You know, it gets people jazzed. It gets them, you know, kind of wanting to talk. So you know, if if you've got your own uh, kind of comments, please leave them. Uh, you know, in the comments, you obviously try and keep it nice. You know, we're not going to be bashing. You know people uh, unnecessarily but that's it for another podcast um if you have any uh, topics that you'd like to suggest um please make sure you join our discord um you pop them in the suggestions bit there i've still got loads that we're working through and i'm going to pick and choose based on how the conversation goes um with what we do so if you put something and you've gone well you didn't do that one that the third one that i said uh, we'll get there don't worry um but yeah um if you, if you enjoyed this please like comment subscribe it helps massively um obviously we're still a very young and growing channel um so yeah that's on youtube and if you're listening to this on the uh, audio podcast uh, leave us a rating uh, if you enjoyed this how you enjoyed it uh, but until next time uh, happy hobbying and remember if the Wicked Witch of the West melts in water, how did she ever have a bath? See you later, everyone. See you. Bye. Bye. On that bombshell. <laughs> I thought I'd throw it in there. Real issues. <laughs> Thanks for giving me as well. It's been jam packed. Right, I'm gonna go go pick up my mum. Yeah. Uh, you guys, are you gonna hang out on Twitch for a bit longer? You gonna go? I, I think we'll, yeah. we'll we'll I think we'll probably stop. I'm gonna jump into the hobby hangout. So I'm gonna do some more hobbying. Um, yeah. probably do some grey night magnetization. So if anyone's about wants to jump into the hobby hangout, um, we'll be there in a couple of minutes. The hobby hangout in Discord. Yeah. yeah. Um. So cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, everyone. See you all later. Catch you in a bit.